Welcome to episode 53 of the Control-Alt-Revolt Show. I'm Nick Cole. And I am Single White Medusa. And this is episode 53, and this week is turning out to just be wilder by the second. Yeah. Everything is getting super weird. We had a lot of topics today, so I think it's going to be kind of a fun show. We're going to talk about a lot of fun and interesting things because the reality is there's so much to talk about and stuff is like populating left and right uh my hollywood insider sent me a very interesting video regarding our constant ongoing debate that always surfaces in any of my social media feeds where i say i think they're going to turn off the internet and then splainers come in and tell me how that's not even possible and then other splainers come in and tell them how that's not possible and sometimes they fight and everything like that I'm just going to put it this way to you. The control of the internet is a modern river. And mankind has always been about controlling rivers to strangle cities, to maintain trade, to do all those things. And if you are so naive as to think that they have not figured out a way to shut off the internet, um, I understand that you think it's not possible. And it, it may not, you know, on paper be possible but if they wanted to turn off the internet believe me they could now there could be varying degrees of what we mean by internet but i think the most commonly acceptable one that i think is the most likely and i've said it before is that they will quote unquote turn off the internet and i, I really should have done my quote unquotes right there on the word internet for most people that means major sites that means the social media platforms and a lot of people who just aren't as savvy as you are going to consider themselves disabled for the internet especially when they go to the xbox and turn on the netflix machine and the netflix machine don't want to show us the latest episode of poldark where he admits that he's gay <laughs> you know where poldark goes woke poldark was a great show until it got woke yeah. But you can pretty much say that about any show. And they hadn't quite gotten to the he's gay yet. But, but it was coming. It was coming. It like, was coming. I almost think, did we miss like the final, the most recent episode, uh, season? Because that was probably in it. <laughs> in, uh. in the end, everyone was gay. J.K. Rowling reveals. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, again, let's all argue about that again some more. Because, believe it or not, I like the argument. I think a lot of really interesting things come out of that argument. And there's a lot of people say, oh, no, it can't be done. And then some of the people come in and say, well, actually, this is how you could do it. And then some people, like M.A. Rothman, say cryptic things. And I know M.A. Rothman, and I know his background a little bit, as much as he's willing to share. And if he says he knows something, then I'm going to go with Mr. Rothman. I think he has like 1,200 patents. Wow. He's a big brain. Yeah. That's a lot of patents. I wouldn't play chess with M.A. Rothman. <laughs> um, Sounds like a good plan. But I would go and have a nice beef tongue sandwich with him at a delicatessen. Even though he makes his own beef tongue. But maybe I wouldn't do that. Wow. Maybe he would criticize the beef tongue that we were having. <laughs> like people do. Like I would. If I made beef tongue, I'd go to like a nice New York deli and then I'd be all, well, this tongue is crap. I can make better tongue. <laughs> so... Um, but I say that to say I like the discussion. I'm going to post, uh, actually, Single White Medusa is going to post a video that my Hollywood insider, we need to give him a cool name. 
maybe he can like if he wants to in the comments because he he's pretty he's he's kind of a skulker he stays low pro because he does do some pretty high powered work with some important people um but we could give him a cool name so that nobody nobody knows who he is but uh if he wants to make a cool profile name that'd be cool but he sent me a really neat video that basically supported that i was right and so of course that's a good video but no, uh, basically, why don't you tell the audience, single white Medusa, the silent. Mm-hmm. You look very lovely today in your bandana. Oh, thanks. Yes. I have a bandana tied around my ponytail. Ah. Black and white leopard bandana, but he liked it. I love it. He was like, ah, oh, that looks cute. So, have to... I've always had a thing for bandanas. <laughs> um, it, I think it, the video, first off, was from... I looked it up, or, you know, I took note of it actually I lost it yeah it's from a channel called inspired so I don't know that much about the channel but the video was interesting and it was basically I think his contention was he was saying he thinks pretty shortly maybe about 90% of the internet will be shut off but also that the kind of original inventor of the internet do you remember his name because I don't remember it Bryce Breeze but he he says the guy's name um, not Al Gore, <laughs> and the guy who in- invented like the WWW and the whatever, like that guy is working on an alternative. So I'm assuming it's the guy behind the internet. What do they call it? 3.0 or whatever? Uh, no, that's, um, that's Elon Musk's Starlink. Uh-huh. Okay. I would be concerned. I think his name is Mr. Breeze or whatever, but he's the guy who, he's the WWW guy. Mm-hmm. And I would be very concerned that he's about to, um, shoot himself in the back and hang himself oh, in a park and, exactly. and throw himself off the internet if this is true mm-hmm. um, or throw himself off the nearest tall building because he was so sad about inventing a new internet for everybody <laughs> the um, the contention is that this man is working on an internet that very much sounds like a blockchain based internet in which your data will be private and maybe he is part of the Starlink crowd because I think that's part of the Starlink thing too so maybe we can loop that under internet 3.0 in our sort of um, computer savvy fumblings. Mr. Rothman can come in and correct us and talk about that at length. Um, if we can figure out how to do like a show, uh, maybe we can have like an internet show with Mr. Rothman. I think Walt Robiard is really good at making shows, but we got to yeah. make sure he has the free time. But anyways, um, the contention of the video just supported everything I've been saying, like almost to a T because you kept like, you kept pointing at me and you're like, you were right you. about that. You <laughs> said that and you said that. So like, I won't rehash it. But everything that I said was right, according to these people. And that's a big moment for me. Yeah, and I would say give it a watch, because I think it was only... It was less than 10 minutes, for sure. It's maybe 8. Yeah, and, and, I, and, and there's no hard data. It's just, like, the suppositions. Yeah. I think what I took away from the video is... And 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 and, and they said some things that, that, like, illuminated it or made it more clear. Um, right now, according to my data science insider... Um, who sometimes hangs out on the channel and everything like that. He is a really great guy, but I don't know if he wants me to mention his name, so I won't. But he's pretty high-powered, super high-powered, I I think, in fact. Um, He said right now we're in the middle, I mean, since, I think really since spring, we have been in a huge cyber war. And this video supported that. It said, you, you know, like, if you've noticed how wonky the Internet's been, a lot of strange things going on, a lot of, and, and what they were saying is like, this is not a cyber war to um, steal money out of your checking account or use your credit cards. This is a cyber war to make things feel inconvenient and take down structures. They said it a different way. They said, oh, but I think that they were alluding to this, that 
the internet is undergoing a really big attack and it's supposed to according to the plan um, make it clear to everybody that we need a better internet that's controlled and wait for it you have to have a passport to access uh, all the passports are coming due yeah, they called it a digital passport. Yeah, digital passport. And of course, that'll link with your, your vaccine passport. And that'll link with your voting record. And, you know, pretty much every... And all your guns you own, which you won't own any guns anymore. Um, but all these things. So, again, it's another measure of control. And of course, as I've stated, you know, the Internet is a big river. And that's an important strategic value for all the little warring monkey tribes of humans. So, of course, somebody wants to control it. And of course nobody's going to make a blockchain free internet. I, 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 I like, you know, I like Bitcoin. I like all those things and everything like that. But the dubiousness is not that these things are not awesome and would be great. The, the critical fail part for me is that the awful people don't want you to have them really bad. And these awful people are like Hillary Clinton, you know, people who like kill people to get what they want. And, and I probably think you're now killing... They, I, I, I scratch deep enough, and you're going to find the Clintons behind the Haitian dictator assassination. Mm. Um, but these are people who, who get up to some really... You know, these are the girl, these are the people that put the, the 15-year-old girl who testified against the government Republican sex pedophile ring and then throw her in jail for 23 years. These are, these are awful people that do awful things. I will digress really quick to tell you how awful people are. And, and we, we talk a lot about conspiracy theories on this podcast, and we talk about, you know, maybe these things are possible. Lately, a lot of stuff's kind of looking possible, but I kind of wish it wasn't. I kind of wish it was just a crazy conspiracy theory, and, and that Biden's just incompetent. But I think Mark Levin gave away last night that Biden's definitely being managed and run. I think by, uh, Levin makes a great point that it's time to start the impeachment talk. If we do... I think tactically that's a great thing to start, even if we can't do impeachment. Well, I think we'll take the House if there is a House next year. And we could impeach Biden then. That might rein in some of the insanity before that. They might actually stop being crazy if we actually threaten them. And I think we can impeach Biden based on the fact that he just told the Supreme Court to stuff it. That is that's a violation right there. Um, Kamala, we could just we could we could we can buy we can uh, impeach her on uh aiding and abetting terrorists because she funded uh, Antifa their bail. You know, that's that's I, I think you could make that case pretty solid to the American people. But the main thing is that stuff might freak those people out right about right now, might get them to stop sort of these shenanigans. So I think that that would be cool. But I was going in another direction. I was talking about how awful people are. And I have come to the conclusion that it was not necessarily China that released the virus on us. I do think that it was more of a, let's call it overstate. I, I think that we did it to ourselves uh, because there was so much to gain, so much power. Would I say America? No, but I think people who, 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 who are in charge of America, who are working for a global cabal, and I know that all sounds crazy, but the more and more of this stuff, you know, the, the, the insanity of saying, you know, Fauci coming out today and says, you know, now that the Delta variant, variant is peaking and it's proving kind of to be a big nothing burger and already the statistics from Peru on the Lambda variant are it's also a nothing big burger. You've got Fauci, you know, crawling out from under his little golem rock and saying 
saying, I'm worried that a virus could mutate and kill us all, which those viruses don't do. Now, if they're, as Dan Bongino points out, if they're insect or waterborne vectored viruses, then yeah, that, that could happen. But because you're the host, the virus probably is not going to get worse because you're learning how to beat the virus every time. So you're going to get stronger and the virus is going to get weaker. And that's how science works. Sorry, everybody. So um, unless they've done something to you. But anyways, do I think that a group of people, a global cabal, would um, poison their own people to gain power and control in the office of the presidency and so much more and to keep us in a state of constant crisis so that they can have everybody managed, data managed through the internet and through health and there's probably a couple of other little fields they'd like to stick in there, but we are getting to this sort of totalitarian control society. Is it communism? Is it Marxism? No. That's for the little people. That's for the little people. There will be communism and Marxism for us, but among the elites, there will be sort of an oligarchy. We will have a new nobility, and so I think what we'll actually be entering is a feudal system. Yeah, exactly. I think so, too. And, uh, no, I agree with you also about, um, I do think it was an us type of global cabal that released it as well, because the timing is too perfect. I think China was thrilled about it. I don't think, and I think. They may have been complicitous uh, in it. Yeah, and I think they were perfectly happy doing that research in the Wuhan lab and being involved in it. And I think they were probably planning to release it on us at some point. But the timing is so perfect that I do think it was more people on the inside of our country slash mainly you know global cabal not totally america america but yeah yeah, it's too perfect so do like that's the big matzo ball to hang out there in the wind would people actually do that well they've done it in the past in germany yeah they've done it in other things they've i mean but would they do it now we're all so enlightened and you know jake tapper and uh and uh anderson cooper who worked for the cia um, Forgot about that. Uh, um, you know, they, they're the best of us. They're the reasonable, good people. They would never do these things. I do constantly remind myself of that, even lately. Like, don't do the thing where you're like, I can't believe anyone would be that evil. Don't do right. that. Because I'm like, we could have asked anyone around in Nazi Germany time, do you think anyone could possibly do this to people in their own country? You know, do you think they could... But again, it's 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 a valid. You'd be like, no, no way, no one could do that. Right again. But it's a valid argument to say that we have evolved as mankind, that we have learned from the horrors of the Nazis, that we all got a good look at that, and we've gotten a good look for about sixty some odd years in television and film. I mean, like everybody knows that's bad. Don't do that to other people. There have been genocides, but never on that scale, you know, and and Rwanda was more of a a tribal genocide. So there have been those things, but could they do it now? Could people be that inhumane now? And so here's what I'm going to give you the example of could they. Okay. So at the University of Pittsburgh, they took uh, in vitro fetuses that were that 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 were babies inside women and while their hearts were still beating they removed their kidneys wow for science they took they took human beings the littlest the tiniest the most defenseless 
and they removed their kidneys within the womb to be able to do science. To always remember, science is just like everything else for the greater good. This is, you know, like so. It's always the greater good at someone's expense. It's just always unfortunate when you're that expense. And lately we're finding out if you think like the people who listen to this podcast and talk on it and things like that, it, it is amazing how, um, boy, getting rid of you would be for the greater good. Silencing your ability to talk and think would be for the greater good. A controlled internet would be for the greater good. A vaccine that can do whatever that vaccine does would really be for the greater good. These people are monsters. I mean, they're not even like Dr. Frankenstein. They're, they're orders of magnitude worse. And when you give them the religion that they have now, which is climate change and trans transgenderism, when you give them that religion and tell them that anything that you do, as long as it quote-unquote serves this very nebulous term, the greater good, that's when you get doctors going into unborn babies' bodies and removing their kidneys. And that should be the full stop there. My feeling is that that university, everybody should be evacuated from the university. Everybody should be charged and arrested. And then that university should be burned to the ground. And then the rubble should be sifted and salted and nothing should ever be built there again. Mm -hmm. But I do like to Roman cosplay. <laughs> so there, the, there is that. So when we when we talk about would these people turn off the internet and create and, and there would be severe disruption, just so you know. But it's all stage managed and it's all controlled. And I think you'll be able to see. I think you'll definitely get a heads up when it's coming. I think you've had your first heads up is there's been a cyber war all year long and boy those websites aren't working great. People in the know they see that cyber war. Oh man, this is Iran. This is China. This is Russia. Bad, bad, bad. They're stealing. They're they're misinforming. All these things that they love to say. And don't forget the World Economic Forum's little practice scenario that just recently happened in the last month. Well, that's where I was going so, next. Like, yeah. And then they've given you the second clue. They gamed it out. Mm -hmm. Just like they had that fun little two months before coronavirus broke out, which it actually kind of was already out, mm -hmm. where they had the scenario where they war-gamed a novel coronavirus and then, oh, hey, we got hit by a coronavirus. Well, they did the th same thing with the cyber war. And what the video contends in the comments, and I encourage you to watch it, and maybe we've spent too much time on it, but uh, the video contends that it is definitely coming. Um, this is the reason for it is is to make a better internet for you, but you won't be participating much. And I've said that before, and you can already see that Facebook's already kind of doing that. When you look at your feed, you'll get a lot of influencers, uh, but you won't see a lot of friends. They really are tired of you dirtying up their internet, and they don't like your opinions, and they don't like your pictures. I think it was Apple said they're now going to scan for child pornography on yeah. everybody's phone. I was going to tell Well, you guess that. what? <laughs> I, I've got it. I've got my little grandson in a bathtub naked. Oh, that's such a Playing with his junk. I know. <laughs> yeah. Seems like child pornography to me. Oh, my goodness. You know, like, so, uh, and, and, you know, I throughout the years, it has been a weird thing. I've seen a lot of people go down for child porn, and, and a lot of, a part of me has wondered about that. 
Like how much of that is real and how much of that is someone can access your computer and put anything that they want on that. And would the FBI do that? Well, the FBI locked up a 15-year-old girl for perjury after she'd been repeatedly raped by government influencers and powerful people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they would do that. Um, they also took some kidneys out of unborn babies. Mm -hmm. So it's Frankenstein time. It's monster time. It's time to stop playing. It's time to stop thinking that, you know, uh, this will all go away and Ted Cruz will swoop on in there and he'll be elected. And I mean, I hope he is. I like Ted Cruz. But if we think that our solutions are in elected officials, well, we've been pretty much screwed by them anyways. I think your solutions are in you. I think the cyber war internet shutdown is coming. I, if we could have a discussion in the comments, anything, I, what I'd really like to know is because this is an area I'm probably woefully unprepared in let's game out like what happens if you turn off the internet right now what happens what do you need what do you need to do those kind of, i mean i've got you know food and oh all our guns fell in the ocean yesterday but you know those kinds of things and power you know power to power your appliances but like what seriously does an internet shutdown mean besides i can't access netflix i think the obvious one is you can't go to the bank you know the bank's down, and 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 that'll that'll immediately make everybody see. The, I wonder sometimes if they think about everything, because I wonder if people will freak out and go to the bank and demand cash. And the bank, as most people who have ever worked in a bank will tell you, doesn't keep a lot of cash, and even less so nowadays. Well, if everybody decides to go hit that bank, and then there's a run on cash, then that gets a little you know insane. You've seen the movie. Uh, it's a wonderful. It's life. a wonderful life. Um, but maybe that's part of the scenario so that we can go to the new digital dollar and yeah. your cash is all worthless. Sorry about your savings. So anybody has any, any thoughts on that? And you can continue to say that, that, you know, like I'm wrong and everybody's wrong, that the internet's kind of not going to be shut down and that you're going to code your own little website and establish your own local communications and, you know, all those things. I hope you do. Tell me how to get in contact with you through the internet if I can. But I have feared that they've got some big plans for shutting down the webs. Yeah, I mean, like, on that front, my little tentative plan is we could drive up to where my relatives live, and I figured we'll throw my brother a couple hundred bucks and say, hey, will you spend the afternoon uh, where you're off work it'll be a Linux and, like, web. set us up on Linux? Yeah, but, it'll I mean, like, you, we web. could do that because we, we know I, I, I can almost guarantee you, like, they're going to have plans for taking down all that yeah. stuff. They're going to have hacker teams waiting to go on you. And it, I mean, I guess here's what I would do. Plan that it happens first. Mm -hmm. Then plan your, your workarounds and things like that. But, but just, you know, be assured they're going to kick you off the Internet. Mm -hmm. And I've said two weeks to two months, but these bastards are pretty cold. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be two weeks. I think it'll be two months. And everybody's going to be starving. And then you're going to, because we'll all be back to TV and Signal. You know, like, and maybe they'll get one website open and it'll be to the Anderson Cooper channel. And he's, you know, and he'll be problem glasses telling you. And then one day they'll say, the World Internet Council was formed today. And the next day they'll say, they're working on a digital passport that will allow you to access the internet safely and securely. Because we know you all lost your money in the cyber war. That we did. And we know that that jetliner crashed into uh, San Francisco and killed all those people in downtown. Because we did that too. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and we'll all say, oh, honestly, you know, the Karens out there. Oh, honestly, the internet is so dangerous. 
you know, only certain people, and they'll conveniently blame, you know, the right people. May not be us deplorables because we're too stupid, but I could see Russia getting blamed or, or, you know, like this might be the big chance that China and the United States want to go whale on Russia, whatever things are happening. But is it all going to be contrived? Are we getting kicked off the internet pretty soon? I got that feeling. I got that feeling that that's coming. Uh, will it, watch the video. It's in the comments. What, what other, what are other topics? Well, um, along the, this is probably a short topic, but along the big tech and computer related topics, <laughs> you were going to talk about Bill Gates PR sweater. Yes. That bastard is back. <laughs> uh, Bill Gates surfaced from his sex dungeon. Um, and this is, this is a fun thing about Bill Gates. You always know when Bill Gates is in trouble when he puts a sweater on. See, right now you're thinking about it. And you think of Bill Gates in a sweater, but that's not how it works. If you go back to his oldest pictures, he wears button-down Nerdstrom shirts. Then when Microsoft got pretty big, I would say 95 to 99, um, kind of before Bill was married and was uh, he got a little too creepy and weird. I think he actually like got sort of like a trendy haircut and started like, you know, trying to be like, because all the dot-com guys were out of control at that time. You know, uh, the stories of Blizzard are legion, and now they seem to be coming home to roost. But um, Bill was, I think, making a, an active effort to be that sort of predatory player, and it wasn't working. And so there was a PR firm hired, most likely, I mean, I can't imagine he'd do it on his own, and they, they, they put Bill in a sweater, and and whenever you see Bill Gates wearing a sweater, he is doing PR. So Bill goes on Anderson Cooper and tells you, well, oh, you know, uh, you knew the comment. What was it he said? He said, uh, you know, I, he was interesting. Epstein, oh, yeah. Epstein was interesting, but we just weren't compatible. And then he finally sums up the 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 the, uh, the whole thing by saying, you know, in hindsight, it was it was a it was a poor choice. But he told someone apparently. Uh, back in Microsoft days, there's an email about it that, um, well, he had an interesting lifestyle, but not a lifestyle that would work for me. That's how he summed it up. And this is, I think, based on a book that is coming out or just yeah. came out. So, yeah. yeah. So Bill hits the PR road yesterday and he's got a sweater on. What month is it? I know. It's August. Oh my gosh, it's August <laughs> and Bill's in a sweater. And a button-down shirt. That's and like a button-down shirt. The rest of us are sweating our asses off. In and a Bill Gates <laughs> is in a sweater and a t-shirt trying to be... I, I'm non-threatening Orville Redenbacher of the internet. <laughs> Dumb. And uh, and uh, anyways, he, he's lying to you again. Because he's always lying to you. And, and it's just, you can look at the sweater. The sweater tells you he's lying to you. When you see Bill Gates, there's a recent photo that's very famous where it looks like he has boobies. And <laughs> and the sweater is tied around. He has to keep that sweater on him at all time, just in case. But he doesn't like wearing the sweater. Because he doesn't like control, and he's a master of the universe. And he doesn't think you dumb son of a bitches should be able to tell him how to live his life. But the PR firm says you have to wear the sweater. So... I've seen and I've observed in a few pictures, he doesn't like to wear the sweater, so he keeps it tied around his waist. When he does PR, the sweater goes on. So whenever he's lying to you, he has the sweater on. So mm -hmm. he's lying to you about Epstein. 
and he's lying to you about everything and he's lied about the vaccine and he's probably going to be lying about the internet and it wouldn't be so concerning if he didn't own on the order of 246,000 acres of US territory and i mean he owns a lot of territory Farmland. and it's it, it, it's concerning yeah because he can tell those farmers what to do and they can decide not to supply the food chain and there's already rumors that that's going on well why would you do that to us in the worst hardest year of our life why would you suddenly try to create a famine why does it seem like everything that this government is doing is designed to bring us to our knees to force us to get so desperate they'll be that we'll be willing to be controlled that we'll beg them please help us we don't care if you're in control just we need food you know like they're literally trying to get everyone that desperate i think well, I'm not going to get that desperate. Me neither. No. And I think you should all, like, maybe have your lines in the sand. Like, what do you, how, how far are you going to go? That's the big question. How soon is when? I don't know what that means or anything like this. But there's an interesting thing that's going on. And we have two examples in our family that's going on. Um, one is we have a friend who does building services in San Francisco. And he works for the Google Corporation. Or the Google Corporation has that, that building. And Google has told everybody, come Monday, you all have to be va- vaccinated or you will not be allowed in the building. He runs a pretty big firm. I think general contractor. General right? contractor. Yeah. And, and 90% of his guys said, we are not getting vaccinated and we won't be there on Monday if that's the case. Mm-hmm. So the masters of the universe, they don't like being told no. And I don't know what they'll do there. But a lot of these nerdstroms don't actually understand how the sausages are cut. A lot of them have never worked real jobs. Um, It was just right out of big brain school and right into the dot-com revolution and I can do whatever I want. And and it may not even be that. It may just be the unrestricted power. It's clear that they treat us like mouths. It's clear that they're with the crowd that takes little kidneys out of little baby bodies. It's clear that they're up to the sort of masters of the universe. We can do anything we want without accountability. We can lie to you about Hunter's laptop. No one can tell us no. We can throw the president off the internet. So do you think that they're going to listen to these building, lowly building contractors? I don't think so. But in about two weeks, those toilets are going to look awful. Whatever it is that needs to be done. But what I'm hearing is that People are saying no, which is the path to defeating this entire thing. No, don't go, you know, do the craziness because I'm pretty sure it's a psyop. If you see the big, you know, we're going to get our guns, we're getting the street and burp a derp It's probably the FBI. Okay? Sorry, FBI, we're on to you. Mm-hmm. Um, the best way not to have the FBI around you is don't have any kids that can be molested. <laughs> okay, exactly. zing. And then they never heard from Nick and Single White Medusa again. <laughs> oh, they committed. Or, yeah, they committed. Dual suicide. Dual suicide. <laughs> they both shot each other in the head. So um, so there, there, there's that. Then another relative we have works for the California Highway Patrol. And they told the California Highway Patrolman, y'all, y'all got to get vaccinated. And 90% of the highway patrolmen said, ain't doing it. There is a weird thing going on with the virus. It does seem, and if you've gotten it, there's not a disparagement on you. Some people had to get it. Some people needed to get their health, their job, whatever. But there is a weird high IQ thing that's coming in where a lot of high IQ people or risk assessment people, smarter people decided not to get the vaccine. 
and that's a serious problem for everything that's going on. So I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I've just kind of heard that postulated. I've seen some data, but anybody can make data about it out of anything. And I know smart people have gotten the vaccine. And again, if you want to get the vaccine, I am 100% for that. And I think that's great. I think you did your work and you decided, you know, to make the best choice for you. And I 100% support your choice as much as I want my choice supported not to have the vaccine. And I think that's the American way to go through this whole thing. That's the best way. But there does seem to be a growing consensus of people who are starting to say, no, we're not getting the vaccine. No, we're not doing the mandates. We're not closing our restaurants. We're going into the market. You can't throw us out. A lot of the times, check with your county sheriff. Like in our in Orange County, they said, nope, we're not showing up to enforce the, the, the mask. So you don't have to do it. And they can play all games and there can be all kinds of histronics. And, and I would say maybe, you know, be polite about it or whatever, but play the game, force them to do it, wear their ass out. And you'll get these people around going around, you know, who like someone who cornered my mother in Trader Joe's the other day and said, we're killing everyone, that you're killing everyone by not being vaccinated or wearing a mask. Oh, I'd like to travel to Tucson and just shit that person. The weird thing is that's the second time that's happened to yeah. her in a Trader Joe's there in that town. The first time was definitely for not wearing a mask. But now that a lot of people aren't wearing them, we were like, how would they even know that she... I don't know. Did they yeah. still expect her to wear a mask? I don't know. It was really strange. Yeah. There's weird people out there. So um, I think people are using the power of no. And I think if you can in your life, apply it. And I think if we all apply it, and we tell this Orwellian tyranny, deep state, Frankensteinian cabal that pulls little kidneys out of little baby bodies. No, that might do something. They don't have. They, they, I don't think they have that many people. I think they have the appearance of having a consensus. But when you tell me that 90% of the California Highway Patrol has said stuff it. And the California Highway Patrol is who actually provides bodyguards for Newsom. That's very interesting to me. When you tell me that con construction workers or contract workers in San Francisco, in San Francisco Ground Zero, which if Google loses those people, they will have a hard time finding people in San Francisco because it's a liberal hellhole. No one wants to work and everybody's homeless. And, and the city's like, live your best life. Live your best life pooping in the middle of the street and shooting up with heroin. Great job, everybody. Exactly. Way to ruin a beautiful city. What's our last topic there? Bye-bye. Let's see. You can maybe talk about Very Scaries? Very Scaries. And then there was one other yeah. topic, too. The Very Scaries, uh, I touched on it yesterday. Out of the Biden administration, they keep using this, this messaging called Very Scary. And it's almost like a childlike you know, way of saying something is scary. But what it leads me to believe is that it's a marketing term that they use internally to refer to things that are to that are that are there to cause panic and drive you. And they, they try to just I don't know, just do this elitist, you know, Harry Potter speak, you know, that they all love to do and call something a very scary. And and I know the crowd that reacts to that. It's pretty much liberals that we worked with in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And they, they they react to that. But it just tells me that everything very scary is, is phony. It's contrived. 
and you're using it as an in-house term and you focus grouped it and all these kinds of things and and it's a way for you to seem like the harry potter storyteller and to make people afraid of the monster it's just i wish there was just truth instead of this garbage constant garbage level manipulation where does this all lead um the last topic is mandos and and i'm gonna this is this this is why we can't have nice things if we let these people win we need to impeach Joe Biden. I know that's a long way off, but it's actually a year off. And we can actually use it as a stick to scare the hell out of him right now and maybe arrest some of this stuff. But I think the global big cabal, I don't think they care about Biden. So I don't know where that'll go, but we should do it. We should fight back. We should always fight back. Because if we don't, um, Mandos. Mandos are Mandalorian cosplayers, and one of my readers wrote to me, and he just recently got into the podcast, and he said, and this is kind of happening, he said, I have binged all your podcasts, and you and all my friends, you you and Single White Medusa are saying out loud all the things me and my friends are saying in secret and discussing. I think that's going on a lot. I think a lot of, I think a lot of us are having these conversations with people we trust, and I don't think everybody's saying it on the internet because the people who are making money off YouTube and Google and everything like that, they're afraid to say this stuff because this stuff pays their rent. Like Google and YouTube, like Tim Pool and all those guys, like love them. They're great. They're afraid to say certain things because they will be demonetized. And and YouTube's pretty brutal about that. I don't care. I'm on Substack and Substack's pretty much free. And you guys could subscribe and give us some money to keep it going, or you don't. I don't care. I'm just going to continue to say it, say it because we make a lot of money writing books, or some money writing books. Maybe we don't make any money writing books. Don't come get me. But we do good writing books, and it would be great if you supported the channel, and that way that competes with my writing efforts. But I don't say that to say what I'm saying. I say what I say because... I think it's important, and I think we need to keep this discussion up and keep talking about these things, like some of you have said in the comments. So Mando, so him and his friends were in the Mandalorian thing. Um, he t- kind of told me what happened. Um, so if you don't know what a Mando is, it kind of sounds like a 70s candy, yeah. you know, like Chunkies, like, but it was for men, like... When you work up a big appetite before dinner, have a mando. <laughs> you know. That's true. Chunkies. <laughs> they even make chunkies. I've never heard of chunkies. Chunky was a square cube of chocolate. Oh. And but does it shame people now? Did they Probably, take did yeah. they take chunkies off? Are you ashamed when you eat a chunky? I would think. I bet yeah. I bet that's why I haven't Big Girl Fat. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> big girl so fat. <laughs> Nicole is uh, very thin, but she has issues about eating, and she criticizes herself constantly, like like most women do. You just try to you're, like you're watch like, it, you know. Yeah. Not, I'm not crazy about it. I just try to like be aware. And, and I'll always go, "Big girl, so fat," <laughs> <laughs> because that's the voice inside her head when she wants to do something. And I say, "You're great. Eat an entire bag of Muddy Buddies. <laughs> go in on the Doritos. Have all the dumplings." No, if you monitor it then you're kind of all good. Yeah, like, we've talked. You don't have to be crazy We've about talked it. about the sugar donuts, the powdered sugar donuts. Yeah, yeah I, I we don't, we got off of that, that addiction, yeah. and I don't miss it. It was on the powder, man. 
<laughs> two sleeves a day. <laughs> no, it's never two sleeves. Um, and you split your sl- sleeve with pretty the other sure cheerleader. I'm sure we split. I don't yeah. remember for sure, but I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah. yeah. Did one of you... Like, you stopped, but did she keep going? I don't know. I and mean, then, it was, then it was just a full sleeve for her. And mm, if you checked in on her now, she's at Costco getting like the... I don't think so, because she... I know she ended up doing college gymnastics for okay. a little bit before she got kicked out for <laughs> some sort of... It wasn't that big of a deal. She told me the incident. I won't say it, but it was not that big of a deal. Okay. But um, anyway. So anyways, um, Mandos. They're, yeah. not a, they're not a macho 70s treat for men for four o'clock they're they're a group of cosplayers who play mandalorian bounty hunters and this guy who is now an insider in the podcast went at the foundation level you get a cool secret thing from me if you want to go in at that level a collectible or a piece of criminal evidence at the uh, insurrection hearings um but anyways he was saying that what happened is the mando culture got really super woke and they started sending, like, first the, the new power cabal got involved. Then they started sending surveys to everybody, like, asking about your gender, uh, your sexual preference. Because they wanted to make sure the Mandos were the most diverse cosplayer people ever. Is that important? As he sums up no. in his email to me, he says, we're just dudes wearing plastic suits playing spaceman. I'm sure they weren't turning anyone yeah. away that wanted yeah. to be a part of their but group. But if it's not the most diverse, then what do you do? Do you go to the the segment that you've identified, say, like, black gay guys, and you're like, hey, black gay guys, do you want to be in cosplay? And they're like, not really. We like dressing up like trannies. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, but Mandos are kind of like trannies. And they're like, well, we've seen Star Wars, and they're not really like trannies. They're like, but we'll make them more trannies. Like, it's, it's stupid to say, we want all your data so that we can make the world a better place. Well, who does that sound like? Who does that sound like? And what were you going to do? Like a white guy was going to join or an Asian guy. And they're going to be like, no, we've got enough Asian Mandos. We need some gay ones and we need some Indian gay ones, you know, or whatever it is. But it's just that the reason, the reason that we do all these things and fight all these things and the things that we're talking about in the podcast is they want it to get down to that level. It's not enough that it's in colleges now and that it's in every job and everything like that. Now you can't have a hobby unless it's woke. And the people in the Dungeons and Dragons community have experienced that. These people are relentless. And it has been my long-held contention that they're not actually even interested in these things. They ju- What they're interested in is wokeism. And they'll learn your thing so that they can inject wokeism into it. But do they really want a Mando? No. Do they really want to play Dungeons and Dragons? No but they do want to wokeify it. And we have to learn to start saying, no, no, we're not, we're not doing this. You're not, well, you're a bigot and a racist. Okay. You've said it. It's not true. No one believes it. Never apologize and continue to say no, say no to wokeism, say no to the government, just say no to everybody and insist on life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that's, the podcast.